I'm gonna need a five-star review. Five-star ride. I'd like to share with you one of our five-star reviews. Hey, five stars. Time for some basketball talk here on Fizz Radio. John Eads, Brad Klein with you all the way till 10 a.m. Reminder, you can follow Orange Fizz on Twitter at Orange Fizz and check out all of our Syracuse basketball and football content online at orangefizz.net. So we talked a little bit about football in the first block there regarding SU's position groups. And now we're going to transition to basketball and specifically recruiting Brad. The Orange picked up Kadir Copeland earlier this week. Uh, four-star shooting guard, combo guard, excuse me, out of Life Center Academy, originally from Gettysburg, PA. How excited should Syracuse fans be about this pickup? It's the third commitment in the Orange's 2022 recruiting class. Well, like we mentioned uh, earlier in the show, John, this is a big deal for Syracuse's class because right now it's a mo- the more complete class, one of the more complete classes we've seen, and it's happening. Why? Because likely the 2021 class was shallow, and the 2022 guys, Lands and Taylor, and now Copeland, see a lot of elbow room in the locker room, but we really didn't talk about what Copeland brings in his game. And uh, you mentioned combo guard. At six foot six. I really see him contributing however Syracuse needs him to. He has the skill set to be a point guard, but he has the height to also play shooting guard and even stretch him out on the wing if you really have to, which Syracuse probably won't, but... Given the fact that Lands and Taylor are probably going to be commanding the top of the zone, who knows? I see him more like a Frank Howard. And he's got great size. You talk about the defensive end. Obviously, he's a very gifted scorer, could play point guard, could play shooting guard for Syracuse, but he's 6'6", 175. And, of course, Coach Beheim definitely recognized that when he was recruiting Copeland because you always like that length, whether he's going to play on the wing or at the top of the zone. And it was a big recruiting get for the Orange, landed him uh, over schools like Oregon, Oklahoma State, LaSalle, DePaul, Miami, Maryland, and Penn State. So a lot of schools were after Copeland. And kind of interesting, one of our colleagues, Cami Zaire, wrote an article a couple of months ago when Copeland was coming in on his official visit. And he said, Syracuse has to take Copeland's visit seriously. Right Now, obviously, you're thinking to yourself, well, duh, they're having him in on a visit. Obviously, they want him to commit to the team. Why wouldn't they take it seriously? Now, people might look at his recruiting ranking and think that, you know, he's, he's kind of low, lowly ranked, doesn't have offers from Duke and some of these other blue blood schools like that. But the Orange landed him over a bunch of great programs, no less. And Copeland's a guy, like we keep saying, that can bring a lot of special things to the table and be a big player for SU in a couple of years. Well, John, I actually see him contributing right away. And and with his length, I think he could be really good as a utility man in the zone. That's the thing. And Kadir Copeland is never going to really struggle defensively. It's just a matter of, does he have an offensive role for Jim Beheim to just plug and play him right away? So like we said before, Copeland joins what is now the fifth best recruiting class in the nation, second best in the ACC. And it's still August. It's still pretty early in this cycle, Brad. So Syracuse still could continue to add a couple more guys to this class. Like we said, already three in the 22 class, only one in last year's Benny Williams, the lone commit, and he's already on campus and practicing with SU for this season. But a couple more guys on the trail Syracuse is going after. We'll start with Chance Westry. He's from Phoenix, Arizona, a four-star small forward. Now, SU has been in on the ground floor in this recruitment from day one. However, I think it's interesting that on the same day Kadir Copeland commits to Syracuse, a couple of 247 sports analysts log two crystal balls for Westry to go to LSU. And there's also a crystal ball in there from 
247 Sports Analyst that has Syracuse as the landing spot, but that one was logged a couple of months ago. These two coming on the same day that Copeland commits to Syracuse. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because we, we keep on talking about how Syracuse is stockpiling all these guards and all these four-stars. How much room does the roster have for four-star guards? And even Chance Westry, a guy who's been rated higher than Copeland, probably doesn't like the fact that the Orange just landed a person who plays more or less his position. He's bigger. He's definitely more of a small forward than Copeland is with about 15 pounds more than he does, than he has in the same frame in terms of height. I don't think Chance Westry is coming to Syracuse, and that's okay. A lot of Westry's commitment came with the undertone of Westry coming with guys who aren't coming to Syracuse, Dior Johnson being one of them. So I don't really see him as a guy who's likely to come, and that basically, for, for me, that ship sailed when Johnson announced his decision to decommit to Syracuse. Okay, that makes sense. And yeah, he's from the West Coast. That's, you know, it's, it's far away. He doesn't really have any, uh, sta- he, hasn't, he doesn't have any ties to New York, you know what I mean? And the reason why Westry would have came originally is to join those other blue chip prospects. But like Brad just said, Dior Johnson com- decommitted and now he's headed out to Oregon. So I guess we'll continue to monitor what Westry does, but it seems like he's a lean to go to LSU. Now we'll transition back to the East Coast. Peter Carey, an unranked power forward from Massachusetts. He's got offers from Ivy League schools, Rutgers, and Syracuse. Now you talk about Copeland being lowly ranked. Carey is kind of as lowly ranked as you can get. Has no star rating, not even a nationally ranked guy, and Syracuse seems to be banking on him being a developmental prospect and a diamond in the rough perhaps. Yeah, and I think this is the ugly stepsister to what Syracuse has built, the beautiful, fruitful class that they have right now in that, okay, yeah, it's great that Syracuse's recruiting class is second in the ACC, fifth nationally, but do you have everything you need? And the answer is no. And what's going to end up happening if Peter Carey comes to Syracuse is he's either going to redshirt his first year or he's just not going to contribute much his first year, and Jesse Edwards will be asked to do a lot. The only way Carey plays, assuming he comes to Syracuse, is if Edwards gets into foul trouble. Because that's what it really comes down to. Carey does not have that much to offer. He's 6'11", 190, and, and that, that frame should make Syracuse fans cringe. Because what has happened over the past few years, pretty much ever since Rakeem Christmas, is that the Orange have had power forward stretch to the middle of the zone and asked to do too much. That's going to be Peter Carey if he comes. Kind of sounds familiar to Marek Dolezal, right? The 6'11", 190 frame like you just mentioned. Now, he might be, he's definitely not as skilled of an offensive scorer as Dolezal is, that's for sure. And like you said, could be a defensive liability. So, I don't know. We'll see what goes on in that recruitment as well. Rutgers got in on the ground floor, offered uh, Carey a month before Syracuse did. The Orange offered on July 15th. But like I said, not a lot of other big offers, just a bunch of Ivy League schools and Rutgers and Syracuse, so... Yeah, and I'll tell you what, John, this is this is probably as good as it's going to get for Syracuse. So if I were Jim Beheim, I'd be scavenging the transfer portal after this season. They're going to need some help at the five, and it's not going to come from Peter Carey. So who's it going to come from? Hopefully you can get a transfer who can bridge the gap until you get a center who's reliable, a center that you can rely on to play center at the very least, unlike Peter Carey. And I, I think with this... The, the loss of Kyle Filipowski just kind of grows bigger and bigger. Of course, he committed to Duke a couple of weeks ago and was Syracuse's premier 
top power forward prospect in this class. And things looked good for, for a while there. He officially visited Syracuse, seemed like he had a great time, but then Duke came in with the offer and just snatched him from the talents of Jim Beheim. And that happens, right? The Orange think that they might be back in terms of recruiting. They're not. And, and Kyle Filipowski going to Duke instead of Syracuse when he had a great visit and it seems like a perfect fit in terms of who else is coming with him in that class. No centers, all guards, guys that he can play with. For him to still go to Duke without Krzyzewski really hurts. And it's a cruel reminder of where Syracuse still might be on the recruiting scene. If you're getting Peter Carey as your five, and you can actually say with confidence or think that you're going to say with confidence, okay, Peter Carey is our five going forward, thanks to the 22 recruited class, you're in trouble. And you're probably not as good recruiting-wise as you thought. So the cupboard's pretty dry for bigs in this class, talking about power forwards and centers. It's John Eads and Brad Klein with you this week on Fizz Radio, talking about Syracuse basketball recruiting on the five-star review here and we'll transition to one more guy J.J. Starling a Central New York native from Baldwinsville who now plays at La Lumiere High School one of the premier high schools in the nation for college uh, excuse me high school basketball recruits he's a four-star combo guard that Syracuse is recruiting to play point guard and shooting guard and there's four schools that are really in it for this guy, Duke, Stanford, Maryland, and of course Syracuse. Duke came in with an offer pretty recently, and that's made people kind of, much like Filipowski, kind of scared of you know where SU is in this recruitment because that Blue Devil offer still holds so much power in brass. Yeah, but I think the biggest thing with Starling, and I wrote a column on this a few weeks ago on orangefish.net, so go check it out. The, the biggest thing with J.J. Starling is defend your home turf. J.J. Starling is from the Syracuse area. He grew up going to Syracuse games. He's a Syracuse fan. If you lose him to Duke, that's really going to hurt. And, and from an X's nose standpoint, it'll be fine, right? J.J. Starling's a fine player, a four-star guard, but we've already established you have plenty of those. Do you really need another one? Probably not going forward. So Starling, I think, will contribute to Syracuse if he comes but the biggest thing is, can Syracuse really say that they're defending their home recruiting turf? You're right. It seems like a slam dunk, really. I mean, no pun intended there. Uh, Starling is from the CNY area. He grew up probably watching Syracuse games and played at a local high school here before transferring out to La Lumiere. So it seems like Syracuse should be in till the end for this guy. And I, I actually just saw an interesting thing. Uh, top three schools for him, Duke, Stanford, Syracuse. So it looks like it could come down to SU and Duke at the end, kind of like it did with Filipowski. But could you imagine this guard class, really just this recruiting class in general? You know, you bring in Taylor, you bring in Kamari Lands, you bring in Copeland and Starling. That's unbelievable. That's an embarrassment of riches. You probably don't have enough room for all of them, but if you're Syracuse, the more the merrier, right? There's no salary cap that you have to worry about. So you get all these guys in, as many as you can, assume, assuming that recruitment or rather that scholarship can't be used on a reliable center, you get as many guys as you can into the mellow center, you have them battle it out for playing time, you sit one of them down, maybe two of them down, and oh, one of them, two of them might end up transferring. That's okay, because if you're Jim Beheim, you can say with confidence, you have the best guys on the floor that you could possibly get. 
So that's the latest in Syracuse basketball recruiting. This was the five-star review. Syracuse added Kadir Copeland this week, third member of its 2022 recruiting class. And there's still a couple more prospects on the trail that the Orange could go after and even bring in to add to its star-studded class. Coming up next on Fizz Radio on the score, 1260, everyone's favorite segment, Fizz Feedback, as well as Fictional Fizz. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere.